the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Tuesday, May the 18th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1642, the Canadian city of Montreal was founded by French colonists. On this date, in 1765, 123 years later, to the day, a quarter of the city was destroyed by fire. Today in 1652, Rhode Island became the first American colony to pass a law abolishing African slavery. Today in 1910, Halley's Comet passed by Earth, brushing it with its tail, they say. I wasn't around in those days. Today in 1927, in America's deadliest school attack, Part of a schoolhouse in Bath Township, Michigan, was blown up with explosives planted there by a local farmer. His name was Andrew Keough. He then set off a bomb in his truck. The attacks killed 38 children, six adults, including him. He had earlier killed his wife. Authorities said Keough, who had suffered financial difficulties, was seeking revenge for losing a township clerk election. I mentioned that this morning in the context of every morning we go through six, eight things that happened in history just to give us a perspective of history as we look at what's happening today, which we're going to do in a couple of moments. And we do so from the lens or through the lens of God's word, God's truth. But I mentioned this this morning only to point out that all violence isn't gun violence. But have you noticed that the news lately, every time they report um, any kind of crime, particularly violent crimes, they always call it gun violence. If it's otherwise, if if, if it's proven otherwise, they don't even mention how the crime was committed. I'm not wanting to get lost in the weeds here over this, but... It is a one of the many ways that people who just passively watch the news or listen to the news daily are deceived. All violent crime is not gun violence. And all guns that are used in crime are not combat or assault weapons. Anyway, there's a lot of deception in our world today. I think you know that. Today, in 1933, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed a measure creating the Tennessee Valley Authority. Today, in 1980, Mount St. Helens, Washington State's own volcano, it erupted, left 57 people dead or missing. Today, in 1980, I remember that one very well. I'm sure you do, too. Today, in 1981, the New York Native, it's a gay newspaper, It carried a story concerning rumors of what they called an exotic new disease among homosexuals. It was the first published report 
about what came to be known as AIDS. And five years ago today, candidate, political candidate Donald Trump released a list of 11 potential Supreme Court justices that he would consider if he, if he were elected president. Associated Press wrote a little story on this this morning. They just will not let up on this guy. And they were pointing out that Trump's list did not include Neil Gorsuch, whom he nominated and is now presently on the Supreme Court. What they did not say in their story, and I, I looked for it, I thought it would be right at the end where nobody, you know, maybe would read clear to the end of it, but it wasn't. He did include him when he expanded the list before he became president. Much deception in our world. That's why God has given us in his word the reassurance, like Proverbs chapter 3, a verse that many of us know from memory. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Psalm 32 says the same thing in a different way. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. The Lord is faithful. These are perilous times. It's hard to find the truth in the messy culture that we've created around ourselves here in America. And it's been created primarily, completely by sin and primarily by so-called progressives. Because the end justifies the means. And if a lie is the means, then so be it. A lie is not immoral. It's a pathway to an end that is so noble that whatever it takes to achieve that end is also noble and moral and right and good, even sometimes righteous. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, I quoted him yesterday, on Monday, yesterday. He told reporters that he personally had not seen any information provided regarding intelligence backing up Israel's claim. Israel claimed that the building that they bombed on Sunday was uh, it was a, a home for Hamas, the terrorist group, and they were running their operations out of that building. The building also happened to have tenants that was Associated Press, Al Jazeera, and two or three other news organizations. Israel did what they always do. They called the building and told the tenants there, we're going to bomb your building. I don't think they told Hamas, but they told Associated Press. They finally admitted that they had gotten a call. AP did today. But AP and Al Jazeera, which is a, a Muslim operation, news operation, but they told them, they said, we're going to bomb your building, so you should evacuate. And they gave them the time. And then they bombed the building. But the press has been expressing themselves again and again, and our high leaders in America, that like, oh, it caught us by surprise. It didn't catch anyone by surprise in the building. They were told, and no one was killed or injured as a result of what Israel did. You don't get that if you passively listen to the news. 
So yesterday, Blinken was asked about this, Blinken, and he, and he said, no, I haven't seen any information provided, leaving the impression that, no, they didn't do that. That's a lie. Israel didn't warn the people in the building. So he was pressed a little bit this morning, 24 hours later, by, if you can believe it, the Washington Post, of all people, who are not exactly known for their truthfulness. They said, well, are you sure you didn't know about that? And he said, well, this morning, just a couple of hours ago, Blinken said, well, uh, yeah, we did receive intelligence from Israel uh, regarding its claim that the terrorist group Hamas operated out of the building, blah, blah, blah. Of course they operated out of the building. Everybody in the building knew it. But they they just spend their time and our resources as taxpayers working daily to deceive those who can be deceived. Amazing. I talked a little bit about yesterday about the Space Force um, commander who was relieved of his job. I'll tell you, that was a widely read article, and now I'm seeing it in many, many, many sources today of this same story. I mean, people are, are, are just, I mean, they're stunned by it. We talked about it yesterday. Interestingly enough, Again, what is not making headlines, I hope it does, is that the acting secretary of the Navy today, Thomas Harker, he released a memo, he released it last night. It's dated yesterday or last night, but it it's, was seen and read today. It's a memo outlining his efforts to promote in the Navy diversity, equity, and inclusion. Not equality, but equity. They call it, they have an acronym for it, DEI, in the Navy. The memo serves as a framework, it says, for ongoing DEI efforts in the Navy. It directs the Chief Diversity Officer of the Navy, Assistant Secretary of the Navy, Manpower and Reserve Affairs, Kathy Kissmeyer, or Kessmeyer, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but I think it's Kessmeyer, to lead the strategic planning team and develop an action plan to promote DEI. Then he makes a statement, as Harker. He says, quote, equal opportunity is the bedrock of our democracy. That is true. That is a true statement up to that point. Equal opportunity is the bedrock of our democracy. People came here for an equal opportunity. And then he says, the other part of his sentence, and diversity is one of, the, one of our greatest strengths. No, it isn't. Diversity isn't one of our greatest strengths. Equal opportunity is. They're contradictory. Because if you have equal opportunity, then some people, because of the color of their skin, are not um, favored above others. They say, well, that's what that's about. Because white people are favored above others. But if we work for equal opportunity, everybody has the same opportunity. If If the effort was put into that, Then he goes on to say he switches from using the the term equal opportunity in the next paragraph to using the word equity. Equal opportunity has to do with everybody having their shot. And we should work every day to give everybody an opportunity to succeed, to fulfill their dreams, whatever, in America. That's what America is about. 
But that isn't what the agenda of the far left is about now. It's about using words interchangeably to confuse the public while they push a deceptive, destructive agenda on America. Well, in too many cases, America sleeps. We slumber while the city burns. So, he says, aligned with these guiding principles, it's the policy of the Department of the Navy to continue making transformative and meaningful steps. Yeah, they are. Toward a philosophy, an ideology that brought down Rome, and it will ultimately bring down America. It just is a matter of fact if we continue on this path. Equity means that someone, in this case the government, will manage the outcome. Equal opportunity means everyone gets an equal shot at life, at opportunity. But there's no guaranteed outcome. It's based on merit. It's based on the gifts that God has given you. It's based on all kinds of things. But we all have an equal opportunity. And they use that word because we all agree with that, and then they, they shift even in the middle of a sentence from equal opportunity to the word equity which means the opposite. It means a managed equal outcome. So no one should have anything more than anyone else, and the government becomes the agency that manages that, manages your life. If everybody walks to work with a peanut butter sandwich, nobody should be able to ride their bicycle to work with two sandwiches and an apple. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Boy, I'm sick and tired of the, the way this country is going with the far left in charge. I mean, it's really pathetic. It's, that's not even political. It's a, with, with me, I mean, honestly, you can believe me or not, but it's a righteous indignation. What we're doing in this country today flies in the face of every everything that God's word has delivered, his truth, the only truth that he has delivered to the human race, everything. It just stands against it in blatant rebellion. And that's why we do this program every day, to do our part, to affirm those who agree with us and perhaps to give those who disagree something to think about. That's why we do this. And I know that's why many of you support this and some of you very strongly because you can support it strongly and we need that. There is a growing resistance to our voice for sure, and the voice, boy, any voices that are saying what we're saying on the radio. People are scurrying around, some trying to distance themselves. That's fine. I don't care. But I'm just saying I'm very aware of the environment in which we're doing what we do every day on this It Originates Live program every day. We talk about what's happening in the culture that day, and we are doing that as we speak and some of you that listen to this program are making it possible we don't have a corporate sponsor we don't have any trust funds that are sending us money every month those of you who believe in what we're doing and support it financially you are the sponsors of this program and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because I feel very passionate about this I feel God has called me to do this 
daily. It's a task, but it's well worth it. Because I feel in my heart, and my wife agrees, that God has called me to do this at this point in my life. And I thank you. Words are not adequate to express how deeply I appreciate your support. If you're not supporting it, but you kind of believe in what we're doing, please join us. Please help us. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Or you can go to our website. It's faithandfreedom, A-N-D, freedom, dot U-S, not dot com. I say this often, but boy, there's a growing amount of people that are using the phrase faith and freedom. They didn't when we started with that phrase and that, I mean, they're words we don't own, but it can be confusing. So be sure my name is now right on the front page of the of our website, faithandfreedom.us. You can contribute there as well. Thank you in advance. Thank you so much. The U.S. Supreme Court is going to hear a late term abortion case. They announced yesterday, I mentioned that yesterday. I want to talk a little bit more about that today. They agreed yesterday to hear a major abortion case that could limit Roe v. Wade and protect babies from late-term abortions. Pro-lifers are calling it a landmark opportunity to save lives. The so-called progressives, which are not, they're promising to fight it tooth and nail. They don't want progress. They don't want to save lives. They want to expand Planned Parenthood. They do. And they're not even, there's no pretense otherwise. They continued their mantra declaring that it isn't an actual baby, but a fetal mass that women have the right to remove from their body if it's not convenient for them to give birth at this time. And the whole world has seen pictures of little babies in the mother's womb. And no, they're not fetal masses. A five-year-old kid can look at that and go, wow, that's a baby. But who cares about the truth? It's about the agenda. This may be the time that the so-called progressive left is forced to catch up with science. And maybe, maybe in a passing moment, realize that there is a creator who created life itself. He breathed into humanity life itself. Almighty God. Yesterday, the Supreme Court agreed to hear the case could drastically limit Roe v. Wade, very possibly set the fate of this barbaric, poorly written, anti-Supreme Court decision made back in 1973. Everything that is, is good and righteous and pure is attacked, the sanctity of life itself, by this court decision that we call Roe v. Wade. The petition made it to the high court last year by State Attorney General Lynn Fitch. She's the Attorney General in Mississippi. She's asked the Supreme Court to clarify its jurisprudence on abortion to allow states like ours, Mississippi, to enact laws that further their legitimate interests in protecting maternal health, safeguarding unborn babies, promoting respect for innocent and vulnerable life. She said, we are hopeful that the court will accept our case and allow Mississippi to defend innocent life as the legislature and the people of this great state intend. It was well-spoken, well-said, well-drafted. And the Supreme Court has said, yeah, we'll hear this. So they're probably going to hear it in the fall. They won't hear it during this term, but they will hear it in the fall. Interestingly enough, this Mississippi bill, it carries very stiff penalties. 
for any doctor who performs an abortion after 15 weeks for reasons other than, I'm reading from the bill itself, other than severe fetal deformity or to save the life of the mother in a medical emergency up to 10 years in prison and or loss of medical license. So they're going to get 10 years in prison, perhaps, and or loss of their medical license. They should. They should never be ever allowed to kill babies because they're unwanted. They did that in Old Testament times, and there's a history of that in the human race because we are depraved and evil. In the Old Testament times, they did it often in service to, to Baal or Molech or some of those gods, false gods. But people who claim to believe in and one nation under God, we shouldn't be killing babies because it's inconvenient or because they're unwanted. Soon after this bill was signed, Mississippi's one lone abortion clinic filed a lawsuit. That's what brought all this to the Supreme Court. In one sense, thank you, abortion clinic, for bringing this to light. Nancy Northup, she's head of the pro-abortion group in the state, she said at the time, Mississippi politicians have shown once again that they will stop at nothing to deny women this fundamental right targeting the state's last remaining clinic in defiance of the U.S. Supreme Court and decades of settled precedent. Well, that was then. This is now. We'll see how settled the precedent really is, how constitutional the Trump appointees on the Supreme Court really are, and possibly how solid Roe v. Wade is constitutionally, and scholars say it's not very solid. It's very poorly written jurisprudence. All pro-life leaders and organizations, of course, are weighing in on the matter. They're pretty much saying what I'm saying in their own way. Alliance Defending Freedom Senior Counsel, Vice President of Appellate Advocacy, John Birch, not Birch, but Birch, he says the Supreme Court has repeatedly recognized that states are free to regulate late-term abortions. Thanks to amazing progress in scientific research and medical technology, the concept of viability is an ever-moving target as younger children have survived and thrived after preterm birth. He notes that this is an excellent opportunity for the Supreme Court to resolve the conflicts between this previous, their previous rulings and affirm the constitutionality of Mississippi's law. Marjorie uh, Dannenfelser, she's the president of the pro-life Susan B. Anthony list. She said yesterday, this is a landmark opportunity for the Supreme Court to recognize the right of states to protect unborn children from the horrors of late-term abortion. It's time for the Supreme Court, she said, to catch up to scientific reality and resulting consensus of the American people as expressed in elections and policies. Jean Mancini, president of the March for Life, she noted that Currently, the United States is only is one of only seven countries, and two of the seven are China and North Korea, and the United States and four others. She didn't name those, and I didn't look it up, but she said we're the only ones that allow abortions through all nine months of pregnancy. Think about what we are identifying with as a country. Now, under the leadership of Joe Biden who touts himself and others tout him as a highly religious person who is committed to advancing the killing of unwanted babies, even in late term. I'll tell you, we need God. We need a 
revival, a renewal in America. We need restoration. There is only one answer to this. It isn't the next president of the United States, although that's incredibly important. We've learned that. But we need the Lord to forgive us. And we need to ask forgiveness. We need to turn from our wicked ways. We need to allow God to come into this country through us, not institutionally, but through us personally. And we need to be light and salt that Jesus said we are. In our neighborhoods, in our cities, in our nation. We need to rise to new heights of truth. We need to share the truth of God to the culture. Pastors who are constantly say, I don't want to talk about politics in church. They need to get over it. It's time to talk about, quote unquote, politics. It's time to talk about what's happening in our country. We are going to hell, folks. We are on our way to destruction. I don't believe that's God's will for this country, and I'm certain it's not God's will for you and me. God has a plan. And if we resist God and rebel against God and his, his laws, his truth, there is only destruction at the end of that path. But there is a better way. Choose you this day whom you will serve. If you're going to serve the false gods, Joshua said, then so be it. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And I think all across this nation, people are coming to this realization. This isn't just me. A lot of people are saying, you know what? I'm going to stand up. I'm going to let my light shine. I'm not going to put it under a bushel anymore. I'm not going to let the devil blow it out. Remember that little chorus we used to sing in Sunday school? We need to sing it again. We need to light our light and go out there. Live the truth through our lives, through our actions. And yes, through our words. And if we're a pastor or a preacher, we need to be saying it from the pulpit. Or wherever God gives us a voice. Because we need to hear the truth today. I was interested, there's an article out there that is intended to be contrary to all that's happening in our in our culture today, and particularly, it's kind of a preemptive strike against this Supreme Court hearing that's going to come up probably in the fall of this year. It's regarding Richard Dawkins. I saw that at least a couple of organizations that carried a story about him. He's a famous atheist. He's a professor of at Oxford University and has been. He's emeritus now, I think. But he's written a lot of books, including the the God Delusion. And somebody had asked him, somebody had asked him uh, a while back, it was in 2014, he had made a, made a statement that it's immoral to bring a baby with Down syndrome into the world if given the choice. He was pressed on his comments, and uh, this Brendan O'Connor was the guy pressed him. He had, he's a radio talk show host. He said, you're speaking to someone who did bring someone like that into the world. Why is it immoral not to abort a baby uh, with Down syndrome. And he said, well, he said, it's, uh, Dawkins said, he started backing up and he said, well, he said, it, it's, it's plausible that aborting babies with disabilities would increase the amount of happiness in the world. And he said, happiness is what we are to pursue. And on and on and on. He was then pressed by others and finally he said, you know, I don't know why it is. They don't have an answer. 
ultimately. And this guy is the guru of the progressive left. Hey, I'm out of time. Thanks for being with me today. We'll continue this conversation right here tomorrow.